What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid episode 21. Here with my guy, Bredson. How are you? New place, man. New digs. I like it. I like hey, it. I might I'll be honest. Uh, I, I, I did see the comments about sweating. And <laughs> yeah, I thought we deserved the upgrade. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see a lot happening here at FC Wonder Kid. So go subscribe to the YouTube and if you go check our Twitch that we haven't done a live still, but you can follow us there already because yeah, this is why we got the new place, guys. Lives yep. are gonna happen. Uh, big things, so. big things. And yet I'm still stuck here on the other side of the Atlantic. But hey, but we're working One... on, on on a show there too, mate. So yeah, that's true. We're, so a, a lot's gonna happen there, and a lot happened this weekend on. <laughs> Ronaldo finally back on the Prem. What do you have to say about that? 20 miles per hour in the second yeah. goal. Okay. <laughs> Age is just a number with Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> he showed it. So... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what. Um, when Pavel Nedved was um, told about his two goals on the day, he said, he scored again? I, I'm not surprised. Right, and that tells you all you need to know. I mean, them losing, Juve losing Ronaldo, Ronaldo going to Old Trafford and scoring two on his first uh, in his first minutes. That's just amazing. Absolutely like, cool. It's the theater of dreams for a reason. And like, yeah. what I loved was Mason Greenwood. He 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 shined, and Bruno Fernandes plus Christian Ronaldo link up. Yep. My, oh my days! Like yeah. I saw that face that Alex Ferguson did in the stands. And my days, that is such a good scene now. Yeah. Uh, but what are your expectations now, updated with all well, this? Well, uh, updated. I mean, I guess your expectation was, what, 25, 30 goals or bust? No. I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think it took them a little while, right, for the chemistry to build. Um, and I think, to be honest, it's only going to get better. And the only thing that can derail this currently is, what, injuries, right? Mm -hmm. An injury. And uh, it's, it's just, it's good to see. It's great to feel like this is not going to be a Manchester City runaway season. Uh, City looks good. United looks good. Hell, Chelsea looks good. Um, like we talked about in our preview, this is going to be a fight to the death for like the top three, top four. And it's going to be absolutely wonderful to see. So I, I wouldn't Paul say Pogba. any change in expectations, but yeah, Paul Pogba, seven assists to start the season. Like Unbelievable. Last two seasons, he had six assists, right? And now yeah. seven. Yeah. Like it's with Pogba, I like I now I think like imagine you're in the United locker room for a second. Mm -hmm. Imagine the interactions of Pogba with Ronaldo. Like he won't disrespect him, okay? And honestly, I think the arrival of Ronaldo is gonna help Pogba a lot, sure. okay? So Raiola will have a good smile. Okay, when, when <laughs> Ronaldo has his development done, okay, <laughs> with uh, with yeah. Pogba. So next summer, do you think now with Ronaldo there, Pogba stays? Because uh, I'm not too hopeful. No, I'm I'm still not too hopeful. I mean, logistically, that's uh, somebody who pours through the finances is going to know a little bit better the wage bill, all that good stuff. But I I, I think I. I I think we're both in agreement that Pogba is probably going to leave, right? Mm -hmm. um, I agree. But but I'll tell you, if he um, 
he drops what 20 assists this season i don't know it's got to cool down and i understand he he hit for what four in the first game i, I guess what was it what one or two yesterday yeah uh no he had a poker and then he got like one so yeah. he's okay. and bruno with a banger yeah. so overall even luke shaw i feel like we're talking about all these names and luke shaw had a mm -hmm. worldie yesterday okay yeah luke shaw I don't, I'm, I'm not scared to say now, Luke Shaw is definitely top three left backs in the world right now. Because it, it's yeah. the creation, it's the defending, but it's the creativity he does, the passes. It's oh. Yeah, it, it's absolutely uh, awesome to see, considering we've gone, come a long way from uh, how many times he's been injured. Uh, and obviously the whole fight about whether or not he looked in shape or was in shape. Uh, I'm just happy to see that he's, he's actually coming through because I, I remember the promise behind him at Southampton, right? What we mm -hmm. all expected him to become. And I only hope that, you know, the way Luke Shaw has worked his ass off through his injuries, through his trials and tribulations. I only hope that Harvey Elliott can do the same thing. Uh, after what happened earlier today, and that was just stomach churning to to see. So I know we just went from talking about United to talking about Liverpool, but it's been on my mind since I that Pascal Struve. Just, uh, just it yeah, just it's now. yeah, ankle fracture, man. It's got to be ankle fracture. It was it's so sad. Like Harvey Elliott is one of the best eighteen-year-olds in the world right now. I don't, if some of you listeners don't know about him, Har is this happening? Is oh yeah, it happened now so. against Leeds. Like he, it's it looks like it's a bad injury, guys. It so, does, and and all prayers up to number sixty-seven, and in hopes that he can he can come on back, come on back stronger. And you know, I I just have to, and I know we're getting a little bit off topic here, but I gotta say, the amount of eighteen-year-olds that like carry themselves like they've been in the league for 10, 15, 20 years, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. I I don't know. We're gonna have to do some history on this, uh, some combing through history because Harvey Elliott. Jude Bellingham, um, come on, uh, Pedri, Musiala. Uh, Musiala. I mean, Gio Reyna. These are Nunez. these are guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's nineteen now. But <laughs> it's absolutely unbelievable to me that these eighteen-year-olds are like carrying themselves as if they're 30, 32. like they've been so in the true. club for years. So I, I know Elliot will come back, but you always got to say, "Hey, wish you the best." And Luke Shaw is a perfect example of being able to do it. I mean, how many yeah, times yeah. did people write him off? Yeah, he was resilient, especially with Mourinho. Yeah. Like Mourinho was like handling like his coffin of United. I really <laughs> thought he wouldn't work out, especially seeing Alex Telge going. Sure. So all the United listeners that say that we don't talk about United guys, you got a good minutes there, and <laughs> you got to be hopeful with those times, especially with Ray Krish there. Yeah. So let's see what happens with uh, with United. But I think we can lead up here with the talk of the top goal scorer in the league because Ronaldo's performing and we got Lukaku in the other end performing. I mean, uh, yeah. It's not bold for me to say right now that I think Lukaku is going to be a, Ch a Chelsea legend in the, in the end of all this because yeah. I am getting the feeling that he wants to be the big boss at United. At United, at Chelsea. Lukaku wants to be the big boss at Chelsea. Okay, <laughs> was a little slip there. Exactly. That was uh, a, he, he was at United, but it didn't work out. So, yeah, uh, but it's true. Um, it's true. It's it's so having that settled. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Champions League is a scenario that Lukaku is dreaming, and mm. I feel like his career 
What I love about the Lukaku move is I don't feel like he'll be going to Real Madrid or Barcelona after this. Oh. You know? 130 mil- uh, 30 million. He settled in, okay? Uh, he developed well in Inter and now at Chelsea, I feel like he's going to settle. And that's yeah. wonderful to see, honestly, because players are going, coming and going nonstop. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And, and man, he has just looked so good. Um, but I, I think this also comes down to the fact that uh, I'm not saying that it's the end of days for people saying they have to go to Real Madrid, have to go to Barcelona. But as we talked about previously, I do think that there's a consolidation of power around the Premier League uh, being the destination. And and Romelu Lukaku, uh, I mean, hey, comes. I don't think he could have asked for a better start. He waited a decade for his milestone of scoring at Stamford Bridge and being able to, you know, just hold his arms out. Um, and it was just amazing to see. But he's also doing it for his country, too. You know, 50 mm-hmm. goals in his last 50 games for Belgium. That's pretty unreal. So, I mean, I, I, I love it. I'll, 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 I'll have to judge him, mate, though, with Kevin De Bruyne and Lukaku. They'll be judged without that international trophy, mate. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's... They need to get this World Cup in the next because they've been like number one in FIFA for how many years? Sure. Like, yeah. I'm sick of like saying, "Oh, who's number one? Belgium." And like everyone, should it be Brazil? No, it's Belgium yeah. because they got Lukaku, De Bruyne. Like they've got the best national team in terms of attacking, attacking yes. players. It's just but that defensive defense. wise, mm-hmm. they they did lack, and they had Vertogen, Alderweireld, and back in the day, yeah. but in the fullbacks, I remember they were they were a bit bad, but. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, and you want to highlight here? Yeah, well, you know, from from last week, um, I got to bring up Adama Traore. Okay, okay. I, I I understand he can't hit the broad side of a barn when it comes to him shooting the ball. Okay, <laughs> but if you go and you look at the statistics, okay, in his four games to the Premier League so far, he has thirty eight dribbles, one. Mm-hmm. Guess what the next person has? Okay, that would be uh, uh, San Maximin from uh, Newcastle with 20. So he's averaging 9 to 10 dribbles completed per game. And he is just, I mean, he just takes people on. You can understand why people will pay for him. He literally breaks Mm -hmm. the metrics. He breaks the analytics because he's a very different and dominant player when it comes to a person on the dribble. Um, Now, whether or not he can complete a pass or a cross, whatever, but... The last, I mean, his first four games with Wolves have been pretty phenomenal, all things considered. And the most interesting thing to think about there is he actually has been able to get to a point where he's been able to create shots for people. So he leads the Premier League in shot creating actions as well with about eight, I think Mm 8.4 per 90. So Adama Traore, I, it took me a while during the offseason when everybody was like saying they'd pay 50 million, 60 million for Adama Traore. I just didn't really understand it. Well, he's showcased it the first four games of the season. That's for sure. Um, crazy. Like people were going bold with Adama Traore saying 80 million. I even saw some 100 yeah. million used with Adama Traore. And no. he would be 200 million if that guy had that finishing. Because yeah. you mentioned that dribbling. That is insane stat. And Saint Maxime, like he yeah. embarrasses people too. He does. <laughs> I know some yeah. of you listeners know that this guy is a cold baller, Saint Maxime. Yeah. So that is a fantastic mention there, Adama Traore. And I was surprised he didn't go to Tottenham because I, I was thinking he was going to Tottenham. 
because Nunes Pirit's son really, I think that yeah. would be a really good option to have there. Well, because I'm, I'm telling you, third on that list is is a guy you might like. That would be uh, Trincao. He's oh, he's third in dribbles it. one so far. Um, it's a much lower number, thirteen. But the fact that the two wingers of uh, of Wolves uh, are are dribble merchants, um, that's that's pretty awesome, I guess. Uh, but oh. yeah, no, Adama Traore is going to be uh, just. I want to see him for Spain. Um, I haven't seen too too much of him for Spain right now. Um, but he is he's just one of those ones that you either love him or you just basically laugh as he yeah. dribbles into traffic or something. I don't know. It's, it's- if, if, well, if you don't love him, you basically hate him because of FIFA. <laughs> Fair enough. Because <laughs> he must be like the worst thing you get. Like when you get that line of an ultimate TV4. Yeah, 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 yeah. my days. Okay. I want to highlight, though, a player that I feel like is starting to. He was overrated for a bit, but mm-hmm. now I feel like he's getting underrated. And that okay. is Mo Salah. Okay. Fair enough. Why am I saying he's good? He's being a bit underrated now because Mo Salah should be compared next to Lukaku, Ronaldo, De Bruyne. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I just saw him getting a hundred Premier League goals. Okay. And you you too. And that is a feat that, that it's not anyone that does it, especially at the time that he managed to do it. Right. And his stats in terms of finishing and uh, the efficiency is ridiculous. Yeah. So I think that, Liverpool, maybe, I don't know how much he's asking to renew his contract, but I think he should be the highest paid at Liverpool mm. next to Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he deserves it. But I don't know. Just I just feel like it's he deserves the mention that he's a top five player in the Premier League, Mo Salah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of people don't rate him like that. And Yeah. And, like and doing so with consistency. I mean, that's kind of, obviously his numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When averaged out over time, it shows consistency, but you know, they had a lot of injuries last year and he still wound up being their most important man um, every game. So it's just unbelievable how Salah used to wear a Chelsea shirt and uh, it just, <laughs> It just somehow didn't work out. And I know we've all seen it before, right? The De Bruyne, the Lukaku back in the day, the Sala. I mean, all of that, uh, all in Chelsea shirts and how they let them go. But, hey, things happen for a reason, right? Um, And it's just absolutely amazing to see how wonderful uh, he's done. And a guy, actually, and I don't mean unless you have something more to say about this, Mm. a guy that is actually working up to Sala-like consistency levels, at least in 2021, Memphis Depay. Yeah. Right. Memphis Depay cool, but... has emerged as like just a freaking force for club and country this season. In 2021, he's got 28 goals, 14 assists in like 37, 38 games so far this year. And I got to say, you know, is it just because he's moved to Barcelona that he's finally starting to get a little bit of that reputational, like, you know, uh, uptick that he should get? Or is it because he's been so damn good? You know, I mean, he had a hat trick against uh, Turkey. I know it was a 10 man, 10 man Turkey, but I mean, he's moving closer and closer because he's already got a couple goals for Barcelona this season. He's moving closer and closer to Galactico status. I think so, at least. Um, And it seems like it's been a long time coming, but you got to give him, got to give the recognition where it's due, right? I agree with you. I got to agree with you. Like, that is the fantastic way to end it with the pie because the pie is currently 
in my opinion, a top five player in the world right now yeah. in terms of performances. The guy is playing insane. And yes. I do think it's because of the confidence. Yes. Yeah. I uh, think there's a confidence pump up because right now there's a spot to fill at Barcelona. Okay. Yeah. The big man has left. And you can even see with the celebration that he's been doing. That yeah. He wants to be the icon in camp now. And yeah. no hate there. And yeah. honestly, maybe Coleman was the one that really wanted him to come because Depay must be talk was must have been talking for days to Ronald Coleman. Sure. Because I that's the feeling that I'm getting. I'm getting the feeling that Depay really wants to make this happen at Barcelona yeah. and he wants to become a legend at the club. And I gotta respect that. I gotta respect that. Because yeah. he's been he's been balling out. I'm with you. I'm with you with that. Well, before we move on, we do have to mention, you know, we mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo. We have to obviously bring up Leo Messi. Um, I mean, come on. Hat trick in World Cup qualifying. In the process, he breaks Pele's South American goal scoring record for international goals. Uh, Somewhere in between, he had to act as like the ambassador on the pitch um, with that crazy, crazy thing that happened with Brazil, Argentina. Right. Where they like tried to. Yeah, they tried to um, uh, detain some of the players right before or right after the game actually started. Um, and then you have all these shots, these videos coming out of him celebrating and getting to celebrate with the Argentinian people. Uh, his Copa America win, that first international trophy that he was able to bring them. So, I mean, come on. It just it tugs at the heartstrings the same way. Cristiano Ronaldo returning to Old Trafford does. And it's just, you know, you you were talking to me and trying to convince me that Cristiano Ronaldo and Leo Messi were going to play together. They are not destined ever to play together, and nor do I want them, because now I get two times where I feel happy instead of just one time. Um, man, that's... I'll be hearing that for the rest of our friendship, man. I feel <laughs> Probably. Like, I feel like, because like those are the two most iconic players. And I do have to say, I put it out there in the internet, so... Yeah. Like, I guess it's, it's, it's you, you, you go, there you go. It's eternal, man. It's, it's not snapshot. It's, it's not disappearing ever. <laughs> so now so I think that's, that's probably good to end it up, but uh, where do you want to go next? Well, with the Wonder Kids, right? We were talking about the big boys now. So let's talk about the ones that are going to take over now. And I'm going to talk about the best under 21 talent in the world right now. And yeah. that is Erling Haaland. I am not scared to say that. That is a fact right now. Yeah. Anyone that watches football tells you that. Okay? And I just saw a stat that that game was bonkers against Bayer Leverkusen. Yes, okay? it was. I, I just saw the second half, and my gosh, I was entertained. Yeah. And what I'm loving to see is I am actually seeing a development with Erling Haaland the, these days. Because Erling Haaland was a natural born goal scorer last season mm -hmm. but this season he's actually getting hungrier yeah okay it's like he really wants to end the game with that w and last season yes he he did get some unfortunate losses but i did feel like that he needed to give that extra inch yeah and now i feel like he has the response he, he feels he has the responsibility to deliver as the main man at borussia dortmund sure and I said it before the Bundesliga season start, and I'm going to repeat it. I feel like he's going to be the best scorer in the Bundesliga ahead of Lewandowski. And that <laughs> is going to be the biggest statement that he can have 
leading up to this summer. Next yeah. summer. Yeah. And yeah. There you go. Like <laughs> 65, like hella stats. It, it, it's almost it's almost impossible to keep up with. I, I'm I, you're he's normalized scoring multiple go- uh, goals in the game. And uh, and you're right. I, I think there has been a progression to him. I think he's gotten stronger in the air. I think if that's even possible. And I think that his off the ball movement has gotten smarter. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's learned how to kind of work smart, work smarter instead of work harder. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That, that a right yes, way to yes, put it. But yeah, that, that game was just absolutely wild. And sharing the pitch with him was Florian Verts, who took the first half and made it his own. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally thought Verts was going to basically lead Leverkusen to the win uh, over Dortmund. And then obviously Holland had uh, other other intentions but Verts had one goal one assist he's another 18 year old we were just listing all those 18 year olds Florian Verts, Jamal Musiala Gio Reyna I mean all these guys are playing just amazingly uh, alongside a, a guy like Erling Holland. so um it's just Verts. I think it was his 50th appearance for Leverkusen and he goes out he has a goal and an assist and probably one of the more entertaining games at the new Bundesliga season I got um, some stats here on Wirtz. Like crazy. he's got 80 minutes played this season, and yeah. he's got three goals and two assists yeah. in just 80 minutes. 80 minutes played. Yeah. And and against Dortmund in one of those games. Yeah. In, in which he balled out. Yep. My yeah. days, Dijkman Schaft. You guys, you're killing it. You're killing it. Wirtz. Mus- I'm gonna talk about Musiala now, so. Yes. Because he came off the bench right at the 45 minute. Yeah. And on the 47th minute, he was already scoring goals. And yep. on the 54 minute, he was getting assists. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So another player, like I was telling, saying about Holland, Musiala, I saw a snapshot about, uh, focused on his legs. That, that quad is starting to look big, mate. Like, <laughs> that Bayern development that is yeah. real. But honestly... I do ah. like the fact that he's coming off the bench, and it just shows that there's like a there's like a system at Bayern, and it's not just you play every game; you're the star of the sure. show. Come on, he's 18; he's still developing, and yeah. I don't know. I'm excited with Musiala. Uh, I mean, he'll get he'll get his chance, right? He'll get his chance, and and to start, he'll get his chance to lead them all into glory. But yeah, one goal, one assist in 10 minutes for Jamal Musiala. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, what a what a day for them, right? Musiala, Wirtz, mm-hmm. Holland. Can't wait till Reina gets back. But I call him the Bundesliga three, whatever you want to call him. I mean, these Put kids Bellingham, make. Man. I, oh yeah, and Bellingham. Bellingham too. I mean, Bellingham's Bellingham. a freaking warrior. Right? I, that's what I don't understand. These eighteen-year-olds are, are like, <laughs> I, I, somebody. Did you, did you see the Liverpool interest on Jude Bellingham though? I did see that. Yes, that and, is and, the best fit. That is the best fit for Jude Bellingham, in my opinion. I mean, that's opinion. that's it's what they're looking for. Yeah, that's what they're looking for for sure. Um, and it could. Uh, what were they quoting though? Because it sounded a little bit low seventy to million, seventy to eighty million or something. I don't know, but the maturity. I mean, Jude Bellingham. There is a picture that he showed. If you go to our FB Wonder Kids Twitter account, I shared the picture there because. It, it, it's just it, it's him personified. It's that eighteen-year-old looking like a grizzled vet. You know, it's just absolutely unbelievable what, um, I don't know. I, I The Bundesliga never fails to, to uh, disappoint with us, even if I have a problem with Bayern buying all these players by next year. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's the Bundesliga doesn't disappoint. And ending up no. with the Bundesliga with Jude is 
Jude is going to leave the Bundesliga just like Sancho as a starter, an English starter. Mm -hmm. So players continue to keep seeing the Bundesliga as a development league because just like American players, English players, a lot of Mm -hmm. players can develop there. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting. And I'm going to lead up to another, mm-hmm. another exciting league in the making with young talents. I'm saying in the making because I didn't associate it to, to young players. And that is Serie A. Because okay. the three hardest properties, okay, not hardest <laughs> properties, like, the, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that could sound very bad. But like, yeah. the, the, yeah. the three hard commodities in Serie A in the striker position is Dusan Vlahovic. Yep. which he did bang a score. It was a penalty, but like it was a big two, game right? against Atalanta. Two, two yeah. goals. Two, two penalties. Two, yeah. Two, two penalties. So I saw one. I didn't see the the second. I didn't <laughs> see the second one. Uh, but Dusan Vlahovic, Tammy Abraham, and Lautaro Martinez. Sure. So the top goal scorer is going to be a really interesting topic in Serie A, and. I feel like people sleep on Chiesa's in Serie A, and for me, he's the top five youngsters in the world. Their sure. leaked is in Serie A, and for me, he's the best young center back in the world. And Romero, when he comes back from Argentina, he's going to be dominating, okay, at Tottenham, because yeah. if he's not there, like, Hudson Edward dominates you, just like he did two goals in 10 sure. minutes, coming yeah. off the bench. Yeah. Um, so the Serie A is showing that, yeah, you can develop players and it should be seen as that. And yeah, it's, I'm excited about that. I just wanted to say that, that goal scoring, those three goal yeah. scores. I'm well, Vlahovic, so I mean, you and I have talked about this. I still have no clue how he remains with Fiorentina, right? And, and I think he oh. might be one of the biggest transfers that likely get done in the winter, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I have to throw another name into that mix because he's had a really nice start to the year. And that's Rafael Leal. He's, he had another goal today. He had another True. goal today. Uh, Zlatan came in for him. Zlatan then scored. I don't know how that's going to affect his playing time moving forward. But, I mean, he has two goals, three games, start the season for AC Milan. And I, I, I would love to say that this is the season that Leal does double-digit goals and, you know, makes a name for himself in Syria. But I know you might have other thoughts about that, but... Uh, it, it was nice to see him on the score sheet earlier. I'll be honest with Rafael Young, it's consistency. Like, I love him sure, as but... a talent. I remember when he played for Sporting and he scored in Invicta against mm. Porto. Like, there was loads of hype. And then he could have scored a second, a brace. So, Rafael Young is a player that he's got a lot a lot of ups and downs. And I that's not, that's just not sustainable for him. And I just want to see him getting consistent playing time and scoring goals. Like cons- consistently. That's why I'm repeating the word so much because yeah. that's what I feel like he needs the most. And learning with Zlatan, like I really do hope. I really hope it goes well at the end of all this. Like it's there you go. And I wanted yeah. to end up with one thing with the Tommy. The Tommy talk was Mourinho said that Tommy. He was afraid with how Tommy Abraham was going to adapt to Serie A because he's never left London. He's never sure. left London, Tommy Abraham. So the fact that he's going to another country and he's saying he's adapting to, the, to Italy fantastically. Okay, so Mourinho is already yeah. surprised with how Tommy Abraham is adapting to Serie A. So the I, food's better. I the I, food's better in Rome. Come on. Just, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, going, he's going from one cosmopolitan capital to another cosmopolitan <laughs> capital. Uh, and I, I, I'm just... 
it's <laughs> the pasta, the pizza. Like yeah. maybe we'll see Tommy Abraham leaving Rome like this made. Like it's like, <laughs> could so, be, but I, I don't but, know. But like, and, and a fun fact, like just to say it, and Mourinho is actually renting out the house to Akilani, which is <laughs> that is a fun is fact. A fact that, <laughs> Well, so, uh, you know, but before you know. we before we move on, I gotta say, you know, you saw Jao Felix yes! had his first minutes back, and I'm very happy yes! to see that. And now, yes. Atletico, if you can keep keep him healthy, you've got Griezmann, Suarez, Mateus Cunha, and Jao Felix. I mean, that's that's a very solid front four. And with Jao Felix, did you see the game against Espanyol? I didn't get to like, see much Jean of it. Felix, like the moment he came on, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It's not goals and assists. He yeah. makes the difference just when he touches the ball. Well, that's the good to hear. Creativity, the vision, and I mind to say, I mind to say, I saw a guy with a focus on that pitch. Yeah. And I think I'm gonna go bold here, and I think Jean Felix by the end of this year is considered by everyone a top five under twenty three player. I am hyped up because, you know, Jean Felix, the moment that Griezmann is mm-hmm. coming back, that is pressure city for Jean Felix right yes, there. Yes, it is. Because yeah. that is the player that you replaced as a transfer. So I do think he's going to step up and that's it. It's going to happen, Brendan. I'm so, yeah, I'm hyped. You, you, have, you have to imagine how he felt on deadline day. When he's sitting there and he's just getting back, he's just feeling healthy again, and then boom. First off, they spend $30 million to get Cunha, which we, we both agree that, you know, maybe that's not going to affect his playing time long-term too, too much because they can always play together. Uh, but then they get Griezmann. Um, okay, that, that's, a little, that's a little different. Now there's depth there. So, and we know Simeone is very agnostic when it comes to who he plays uh, most of the time. So, yeah. I, I only hope the best, and I, I would love for your prognostication to come true. I would love to see him return to form in a way that, you know, it, it just, it, it, it would melt my heart to see it. So uh, we'll see what happens, but I'll, I'll tell you, yeah, he does. He does, and he's working his working his butt off to get back into health. And I I only hope there's a spot for him, and it sounds like there is. So we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens, um, but. Did you uh, happen to catch any of that? Did you stay up, I should say, until, let's see, what would it have been your time? 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning for that USA tale oh, of two I halves. Yeah. The peppy talk. Oh, my peppy goodness. Talk. You know, I, I got a shirt I've ever seen in U.S. man national team as a youngster talk. <laughs> well, it, I'll, I'll tell you what. The uh, the peppy train, uh, they call him El Tren. Um, the, the peppy train is moving, and you better get on. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive to see. And even in that first half, uh, that I said, it was a tale of two halves, USA versus Honduras. Um, there's still PTSD from when the U S lost in Trinidad when, when they didn't have to, and they were clearly the better team on the field, but CONCACAF is something different. I don't know how to explain it. It would probably take a whole like podcast to walk through why CONCACAF is different. Um, but Playing Honduras is not easy for Mexico. It's not easy for USA if it happens in Honduras, okay? And this particular game, we went in and we needed to see something because we had two ties, two draws, I'm sorry. Um, And we were all feeling that PTSD all over again. Like, oh man, we are not getting the points we should. 
Okay. We go in, we go down one zip, and we play possibly the worst half of football that I've seen the U.S. men's national team play <laughs> in the Burhalter era. And everybody at halftime is already saying, Burhalter out, Burhalter out. And I'll tell you what, I was this close to being one of them. <laughs> Ricardo Pepe was on the, on the squad for the first two games, too. He didn't play anything. And we couldn't score. We couldn't do anything. So he starts in this game naturally, right? He then decides not to overthink it. No Gio Reyna, no Serginio Dest, no Weston McKinney because he decides to bring somebody back into the bubble. He needed to, we don't need to go into what that was. Um, none of our studs are there. You sub in a Brendan Aronson. Okay, you sub in a couple MLS guys. Before you know it, Ricardo Pepe is like the most dominant player on the field. Why? Because we're getting him the ball. We get it. He scores the the uh, the one that puts us ahead. I mean, he looks like uh, he looks like he could be our future number nine. I, I don't want to just automatically anoint him, but he's 18 years old. He's now got 12 goals in MLS, and he just scored and assisted on his first U.S. Men's National Team cap. Okay. This is, it's just, it's great. Um, But we have more World Cup qualifiers coming up beginning October. So we'll see if it wasn't a flash in the pan. I don't think it was. And start him. Please start him. Okay. Start Pepe. Because it's like, you need him. How old is he though? He's 19. He's 18. 18. What? Yeah, he's 18. Oh, develop that kid, man. But I like Daryl DK too. You know, I've got a soft spot with him because like he's 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 a good sergeant though. But I think Pepe, he's the natural born. I've never seen a a a U.S. player like that, Brendan, finishing so naturally. As long as he doesn't take a page out of Burhalter's book and start overthinking things, like I think Josh Sargent is overthinking things. A bunch of players on that team are just. Sometimes you just need to dribble, shoot you know, pass the ball, like just play football, right? Stop trying to, I don't know, out tactic a Honduran team that is good, but they're not amazing. Right. Um, so Ricardo Pepe, we'll see, we'll see what happens here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't lead the line for us, uh, in October. And, and frankly, I love it that just two days, three days after the game, um, he goes, starts for FC Dallas and scores their goal. You know, he's just, he's ready to go, man. So keep an eye out for him. Any any goes. other youth um, performances? I mean, you mentioned Odson Edward. How well, cool is like that? To, yeah, Odson Edward, he was a baller. Like, that was ten, two goals in 10 minutes. But I, yeah. I like to finish on my end here with a striker. Sure. And that is who I saw yesterday. And that was Darwin Nunes. Uh, like, two goals in two shots. That is efficiency right there. But <laughs> what I liked about it uh, was uh, like he seemed really confident with his own body in terms of physique and how to use his body. So mm-hmm. Darwin is a beast. But I, I, what I saw at Benfica was he really didn't know how to use his body in the best way. Okay. And he seemed a bit low on confidence, which is a pity because a player like him, like he, he should if he has all the confidence, like he he's destined to go to the top stage. So yeah. if Brighton were to get him for thirty million, that would have been a bargain, Brighton, because a That's confident Darwin Nunes is a player that can is for the Champions League top stages, man. He's, yeah, he's a top, top, top talent. 
Tall, was, tall. So, that was great great to see and i i did uh do you think that that was he only got his chance because of the Seferovich injury mm-hmm. or or has he really worked his way into uh into favor there he's better than Seferovic, Bratton. like uh he's for me i put darwin i i feel like benfica fans would would prefer to see darwin nunes playing i i, I could okay. be told i could be speaking out of out of out of hand here yeah. But I really do feel because Darwin Nunes is an asset that in five years, in three years' time or two years' time, I think he's tripled the price. Mm. Like he was twenty-five million. I feel like a a striker banging twenty to thirty goals, they can end up sixty to seventy million at least if Ruben Dias is leaving for that. So there you go. That's an exciting talent, and yeah, yeah. Um, well, t- tell us some other ones in the comments section. I know we didn't talk about Noah Lang. Mark Cucurella's debut for Brighton was solid. Um, just so many others that I think we missed. I forgot. I got a shout out Philly guy, Brendan Aronson, and his role in that, that U.S. men's national team game. Um, we missed uh, Armando Broja, right? His Albania, um, I think his first goal had two assists for Albania. Like but uh, hey. Broja? Like has seventy-seven minutes, two goals, yeah. and two assists for, for Albania. Him. Like, yeah. There you go. There you, you go. Love it. So, next topic. <laughs> let's go did... with it. So, let's go with it. Fullbacks, <laughs> and let's start with the under twenty-one best fullbacks. And would you want to start on the left or on the right? <laughs> oh, I, I I was doing them collectively. Top five, okay. baby. Top five collectively. That's what I got prepared for you. Okay, let's go with it. So, uh, would you, so would you like to start with the with the right box? Well, I, I actually have them combined. Okay. So I have literally because some of them can play both sides. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know if Nuno can, but some of them can. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. That's just that's just rude. Uh, my number five for you is actually Divine Wrench. Okay. okay. Um, he just scored his first goal for the Aranja um, on his debut. Uh, he also has versatility in the sense that he can play left. He can play right. He can play in the midfield and all across. Um, and a lot of people are comparing his rise to the rise of Serginho Dest, but saying he did it a whole lot faster. In 10 months' time, he has worked his way into being essentially an Ajax staple. Um, and I, I just really, really like uh, what I'm seeing so far. Uh, it's just a matter of how it gets developed. But come on, 10 months after your Ajax debut, you're you're already on the pitch for, for Netherlands, a new Netherlands, right? Um, so that's my five. What's yours? Well, my five is a player that's playing here in Portugal, and I'm a big fan of his because I did have, not high expectations, but good expectations, that it was Pedro Poch coming okay. on loan from Man City. And my days, is this guy the best right-back, maybe, in the Portuguese league already? Okay. And, like, he should be in the top five for that reason. And I am, I think people will see him in the Champions League and they'll be saying, okay, why, why haven't we heard about him? Because this guy is a baller. And the best thing about Pedro Poch that <laughs> I feel like should be highlighted is the passing ability. He has those crosses that are just for the center backs they just go on the floor against the grass and you just can't you can't not on the air he's got a very good kicking arsenal okay 
so Pedro Porro, I'm and and I'm he very... was yeah he was he was bought by Manchester City right he was the one that was loaned out multiple times and then Sporting mm -hmm. just bought him right. Well, I don't know if they bought him already, but like it's a loan. It was a two-year loan with an obligation to buy after the two years. I think gotcha. it was eight million. I'm not sure, but there's an obligation to buy there, and Sporting are gonna for sure get that one. Sure, for sure get that one. Okay. So you want me to go with the four? Yeah, do it. I'm gonna go with the four that by the beginning of the transfer window, I was seeing a lot of news, and that's Max Aarons of okay. uh, that that like the the Premier League baller that I'm still surprised he isn't at a top club. Uh, I th really thought Max Irons was going to go to Bayern Munich. It would mm -hmm. fit very well, but not going. Like I still feel like he's going to develop very well in the Prem. And do I expect him to see in the national the, the English side? Well, it's going to be difficult because of the players that I'm going to mention ahead. But I'm sure he's going to be a fantastic option to have. And crosses-wise, dribbling ability, super comfortable on the ball. That seems to be a common factor in all these players that we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I like him a lot. I like Max, Max Serrans is in my fourth position. Yeah, he's, he's one I've, I was shocked, shocked that he stayed where, you know, stayed put. Um, so he'll, that, that'll be one to watch for sure. Um, well, my four, it's going to feel a little biased. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, the Barcelona version of him right now, not quite the U.S. men's national team version, uh, but I'm going to go for Serginho Dest. Um, I don't like him with a national team right now because he's mostly been employed on the left side and he should just be stay at home on the right. But I, I don't think there's very many players, uh, clearly with him in the top five, that has a similar dribbling ability to him. He's gotten much, much better at one-on-one -on -one defending. He's gotten much better at tactical defending and the whole system wide. Um, but when he's in an Ajax setup or he's in a Barcelona setup, he's definitely, in my opinion, top five U21 fullback, Serginho Dest. Okay. Um, fourth on the list, of course. But um, I, I think there's such a high, high window there uh, that and it hasn't been properly tapped into and he's another one and it could be the Dutch nationality the fact that he's U.S. Dutch um, I think Ronald Coleman can actually get it out of him assuming he stays healthy he had a knock the first game he hasn't had the best when it comes to playing for the U.S. men's national team but we've already seen glimpses of it for Barcelona um, and they've shown by getting rid of Emerson right Barcelona has shown faith in that they expect this to be their number one uh, moving forward. And that'll be really, really fun to see because I think he's got, as I mentioned before, very, very high ceiling. So four for Dest. There you go. There you go. So you want me to go to with my number three? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So my number three, is, this top three is so difficult to do. Okay. This might be the most difficult top three to do in terms of debates because I do feel they're all very leveled. The three sure. players you're going to mention. But I'm going to say the Champions League winner, uh, Reese James. Uh, mm. I do feel like he's the most complete of the three options, okay, that I'm going to mention. But I don't think he's the best player of the three. And uh, Reese James, like, I, I, I want to be, I, I, I can only be positive about Reese James because he's a fantastic player and he's got it all, as I mentioned. But I do feel like the player that I put ahead of him, that is Trent. 
mm-hmm. he's got an extra inch offensively, okay? And defensively, you can, you can, the tacticians wise, you can compensate because the offensive power is just too good. So, mm-hmm. my number three is Reese James. Oh, so, I like, I love him, man, but. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. I think I think you're right that the top three here is all within a game of inches, right? It's all they're all within each other. Um, and my three, you're not gonna like. Uh, but it is Nuno Mendes. And the reason why I'm picking three here is because I haven't yet seen him. I, I have to I have to see him starting a Champions League final. Okay. But here, here's what I am going to say about Nuno Mendes. You know him better than I do, but from what I've watched, he's the best crosser out of the five I'm going to mention. That's for sure. Uh, he's likely, likely the most sound defensively mm-hmm. off of the five I'm going to mention. Um, but we know, obviously, wingbacks slash fullbacks, that's, uh, it's, a, it's a changing game these days in terms of how they're employed. Um, but I, I, think, I think I have to see more. I know you, you have seen him a whole lot. Uh, but he hasn't even hit 50 appearances in, in world football yet, you know? So there's, it's not a knock on him. It's just that I don't have the full sample size. PSG does. They also have a whole lot of money to spend. Um, but uh, we will get to see him more. And that's why this PSG move is so, so important uh, moving forward. But yeah, I mean, did you 40, he's only on 48 or 49 actual appearances so far as a 19 year old. Like, why was he such a late, a late bloomer? Do you, could you wait, enlighten wait, me wait, or wait, educate? Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying an 18-year-old is a late bloomer? Well, he's 19. And he's Well, he and, was 18 when he played for Sporting. Well, that's true, but he's only he only played 48. I mean, you're talking about Alfonso Davies at 20 has I'll I get you. I get you putting like the Double the you, amount. No, as you should. You should put the the leveling of the Davies with with the Nun Minch as like on the like I, I understand, but Trust me, with those 40 games as a sample, you're going to see a player that defensively you're not going to see too much around. And Davis does have unbearable pace for any person defend, uh, ha- that mm-hmm. has to defend on him. But Nunbinch has an unbearable physique to, that's going to defend upon you. Okay? One-on-one, people know Marega here. Marega is a huge player. And Nunbinch at 18 was stopping Marega. Stopping yeah. properly. Liga is they're, they're, they're gonna get ready, but so uh, you you were right. You got all the fullbacks on top merged. So I want everyone to understand that I had a left back and a right back list. So I'm gonna put like the Reese James third. Okay, so I'm gonna put second. So guys understand at a right back list. I'm gonna put second Hakimi and first Trent. But given so that we're doing top five best, I'm going to put on the three spot Fonzie Davis. Uh, why am I going to put in the three spot? Because the two I had, I feel, is better again. But Fonzie Davis had something that happened that was the injury. And he did come back and he's showing that it didn't settle upon him. Yeah. But, yeah, it's 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 a tough knot in the, in the statistic points of view that, that you love to mention there. But... Yeah, let's see. Uh, I like him. I like him, but I don't think Bayern Munich, I don't think he'll be enough of a weapon to win the Champions League. So You mean again? Because he already has one, and he started a Champions League final, and so did Reese yeah. James. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But, 
but and still, they both uh, they both won the Champions League too. But you're right. I mean, I would highlight Alfonso Davies, the, the torn ankle li- ligament, um, coming back from that and regaining his spot in one of the best clubs in world football as definitely a shining uh, moment, while also trying to lead a fledgling country to its first World Cup in a very long time. So, I. Uh, you know, maybe I'm a little CONCACAF biased here uh, in terms of favoring some North American clubs um, and watching him come up as a 15-year-old. But maybe that's my feeling in that, you know, the way you feel about Nuno Mendes, I feel about Alfonso. I remember him stepping on the field as a 15-year-old, right? And watching his ascendancy, watching him get sold there and saying he's going to get buried at Bayern Munich. And then he doesn't. And the kid's got personality for days. The kid's got like relatability for days. Um, and I, I think we're seeing that. So yeah, if he stays healthy, uh, you, you can probably already see who my number one is, but now I'm a little confused on what, uh, you know, I sent out U 21 fullbacks, but now we're adding, you. U, we're you. adding U 23s in there. I got you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cause, uh, okay. I had a list for under 21s, but yeah, okay. you're right. You're right there. I'm cheating. I'm cheating. I'm cheating. <laughs> Okay, well, let me go through. Here's my top five young U21 fullbacks in the world. Five is okay. Divine Wrench. Four is Serginho Dest. Three is Nuno Mendes. Two is Reese James. One is Alfonso Davies. All, four, all five of those are 21 or under. Okay. Now, if you add Hakimi or you add mm. Trent or you add anyone above that, well, things get a little more interesting. What would your top five be? Yes, mixing left and right backs. What would your top five be? You just said it, I believe, but maybe you could restate it uh, for so, you. No, I, I, I did a, I did another top five with fullbacks and right backs under 23. And okay. my top five would have Hakimi on the yeah. fifth position. On the fourth position, I'd put Reese James. Okay. Uh, on the third position, I'd put Fonzie, Alfonso Davis, because you mentioned that, that Champions League run. I still can't forget it, but the injury, uh, I still feel about that. Number two, I'm going to put the guy that's the boldest guy on earth, <laughs> Nun Minch. <laughs> the top, top, top left back. No, but no joke. Like People are going to see why. I called it now against Man City, PSG Man City, 28th of September. We're going to see if we can do something to make it happen live on Twitch, guys. So... Let's see if no something's gonna happen there, and you're gonna see yeah. why Noon is top two. Uh, so, but, and my but, number one, it's Trent Alexander-Arnold because I do think the crosses of Trent are immaculate, and he's the only player in the top five players that we mentioned that I mentioned here that has yeah. uh, that has a signature move, and that's the cross. Like yeah. Trent's cross is immaculate it's one of the best crosses not just in game but in recent game i know people can say oh he does so many but he does so many because they work so i'm gonna put trent on number one and i'm sorry for the confusion guys but yeah no 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 and 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 with that if i'm gonna add you 23s in i mean the only you're you're not gonna be happy with mine but uh five for me is reese james four i have to have teo in there Okay. Uh, Teo Hernandez. Ah, Teo Hernandez. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Three is Fonzie Davies. Two is Hakimi. I don't know why you and you and I have a little disconnect on Hakimi in terms of uh, where they lie, which I, I suppose is understandable. Um, 
and my number one is Trent, and and I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disrespect what he brings to the table for Liverpool. Uh, obviously, there is an element of him needing a proper setup to get the most efficiency out of what he brings to the table. And he's still got a lot to improve upon, but he's just next level when it comes to creating chances. And that's, that's absolutely vital to Liverpool right now. And clearly England, if he's, yeah, going to be there right back moving forward. So, or I'm sorry, or his uh, center midfielder. One of the coolest things I saw the other day was England Andorra was, I I believe Trent was in midfield. Reese James right back and they switched for a while. And I'm like, man, this is, this is fun. I, you know, I'd like to see more of this. Uh, but anyway, James, Teo, Davies, Trent, uh, I'm sorry, Hakimi and then Trent as a, as our number one. So we're aligned. We're aligned there. I really don't think alike with Hakimi though. I, I, I think he's James. I'm saying like a Portuguese person. People are going to go crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to say like a Portuguese person, people. Reese James, not Reese James. Like I yeah. don't know how a Portuguese person would say Reese James. <laughs> wait till I wait till I start doing it. Yeah, <laughs> but Reese James, I do, I do think he's better than Hakimi though, because the big, the big thing with Hakimi is defensively, man. Uh, I, yeah. with Conte in Conte's system, I think it works out very well. But now with Poch, I think Nunez is gonna look better than Hakimi. I'm going to go bold. Noon is going to look better than Akimi <laughs> this season. I, 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 that's a bold prediction right there. Because Akimi yeah, is. is rated much better than Noon Minge. Yeah, and he's off so, to a good start. He's off to a good start this season. So it, it'll be... Uh, Nuno got his, uh, his first minutes, right? Recently mm-hmm. uh, against Claremont coming off the bench. And uh, we, will, we will get a larger sample size moving forward. And, and I'm just hoping on September 28th, everybody sees what you see. Um, but, but we'll see. And that's, that's what we also have to bring up. I don't think we have time to talk about it, but Hey, UEFA champions league starts this week and near and dear to our heart, even though it hasn't been around too long, the UEFA youth league also starts this week. And I don't think we have time to run through those that we want to watch or have to watch, but we will definitely do it next week after the first games have gotten uh, underway. But Hey, it's like everywhere you look, right? Football, 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 and I, I wouldn't have it any other way right now. Exactly. That's the way to end up. You can't have any <laughs> other way, mate. And I'll, I'll like to end up, too, saying thank you, everyone, who's supporting us on TikTok. Like, just the fact that we're coming to a studio, to, to a place, not a studio, yeah. making it a studio. And it's all happening because of you guys. And I'm incredibly grateful that that I have the chance, we have the chance to, like, make something out of this and yeah guys like this hoodie too watch out (laughs) watch out something's gonna come up and yeah uh thank you thank you so much man more to come you have a good one there you go there you go so there you go fc wonder kid episode 21 and there you go wrap it up bye